Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Sunday Sermon. For more information about Highest Praise Church, upcoming events, and other helpful resources, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. So I want to, with that, I want to talk about decisions or what shall I do? What shall I do? I think that's the whole question right now with, with people who wants to get baptized. I don't know, um, you know if, if you see or not, I have decided. So I even got a shirt that says I have decided. I think it's very important that we understand that we make a decision. I sit here today and tell you that my life has changed. My life changed over 35 years ago based on one decision. Based on one decision. Can you imagine, do you, did you even realize that there is one decision that is so important, that is so powerful, that if you make that one decision, it would change everything. It can change who you're going to marry or what type of person that is that you are going to marry. It could change how you act when you go to school, whether it be high school or middle school or whatever school or even college or whatever you're going to do. It can, it can change that. It can change who you hang out with, this one decision. It can change what kind of job and what kind of occupation you're going to have. Just one decision can change that. One decision. The most important thing about a one decision, it don't take a lot. Just one decision can change where you're going to spend eternity. One decision. Multitudes, multitudes, Joel says, in the valley of decision. Decisions, decisions, decisions. What are they going to do with God? And so I told us today, what shall I do? Because that's everything about, when you start talking about baptism, you start talking about, about people. Baptism, we don't, you, the Bible's not teach that you get baptized to be saved. You're baptized because you are saved. It's a public declaration of a decision that you have made. It's telling everybody, it's telling the world, it's telling yourself that you have made a decision that you're going to serve Jesus with all your heart. It's an important decision. There could be no greater decision one can make in their life than a decision to yield to God's life. If someone is not saved today, today might just be a record day. It might even be a day today that you really don't remember a whole lot other than the fact, well, it's the day, the first Sunday of spring forward, daylight saving time or whatever it is. It's the first one. But if you don't, if you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ, March the 14th, 2021 would be the day of the biggest and the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. Can you imagine sitting beside somebody, in front of somebody, behind them, that two weeks from now, two years from now, they will never even understand the importance of March the 14th. 2021, but to you, it's a monumental, momentous occasion that 35 years from now, you can look back and say, oh, if it won't for March the 14th, 2021, what kind of person would I be? What kind of family would I have raised? What kind of children would I have? What kind of grandchildren would I have? And how would they would be if it wasn't for that one day and that one decision that I made that changed everything it's a powerful decision but it's a decision it's a life changing decision that could ultimately affect every other decision in your life you realize there's a lot of decisions that I make 
that is based on one decision that I made 35 years ago. There's situations, there's circumstances I get into that there's a decision. Because of the decision that I make, it helps me to make a decision of what I'm getting ready to do based on the one decision that I made. What a powerful decision. What shall I do? Because before you make a decision, you have to understand that a decision, what shall I do, is a question that is asked to derive at a conclusion after much consideration. I want you to understand that before I made the decision I made, I came to a conclusion after much consideration. Everybody goes to a lot of consideration, but it's only so long you can consider a circumstance until you make a decision on it. The problem is right now is that we're living in a society that we don't know what we should do. I want to turn to a scripture, and the scripture here is in Acts chapter number 2. And Acts 2 and verse 38, we know it. I'm going to read verse 37 first. It says, now when they heard this, they heard what? We sung about upper room, in the upper room. Fire and wind, come and do it again. They're seeking the face of God, and they made a decision. They come down, and Peter's preaching and Peter's preaching for them. He's pe preaching repentance, turn from your wicked ways. And he comes down, anyway, he, he's preaching this, but he comes down and he's preaching everything about what Jesus did. And in verse 37, they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? How many knows there's going to come apart a time in everybody's life that you've got to make a decision on what you shall do? You've got to make a decision on what or the whole world gravels over that one decision. What are we going to do about God? Because there's all kinds of decisions we can make. And we can't make a decision. We live in a society right now that we cannot make a decision. I mean, we go to a restaurant and who wants to be the first person to order at a restaurant? No, you want to see what they order. What do you want to order? What did you order? Wait a minute, what'd you order? Well, I wouldn't be a waiter or a waitress right now, waiter in anything in the world. We got to sit there and say, what do you want? What do you, what, what'd you get? Are you, are you ready to order? I don't know. What'd you get? We can't even make a decision. Order something. Eat the food, man. Come on. You can't make a decision on what shoes you want to wear when you came in. What shirt you want to put on here. You can't make a decision. You don't want to make a decision. And now I stand here before you and say you got to make sure that you make this one decision. Because, see, Peter is up here, and he's preaching to them, and he told them. He told them in verse 38, Peter said to them, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's teaching them, and he's telling them what they need to do. But the bottom line is, is that you are the only one that can make this decision. If you've made that decision, I want you to know that you know already that you were the one that had to make this decision. I'm up here giving you everything that you need. I'm trying to tell you everything. But I can, if I could, I would. But I cannot make the decision for you. They're singing the songs. We're playing the instruments. Man, we got boards. We got words. We got everything. We got this beautiful building. Everything is here is to help propagate the gospel. But the bottom line is, is that you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision. You want to know why? Because only you can make this decision. You're the only one who will be affected by your decision. It is your life that will be changed by your decision because the decision is yours to make. 
It's a decision that somebody else can't make for you. If somebody can order for you, okay, that's fine, then I'll eat it. But we're not talking about food here. We're not talking about shoes here. We're not talking about clothes here. We're talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ that's going to change you forever. It's going to affect you forever. It's going to affect everything. It's going to affect what you eat for lunch today is not going to determine a decision you're going to make three weeks from now. But this decision will. This decision right here will. When you get an opportunity whether or not you're going to live for Christ with everything that you have, this decision will ultimately affect every other decision you've ever made and you ever will make in your entire life. It's the ultimate decision. It's a decision. Old Chinese proverb says this about decisions. A wise man makes his own decision. A ignorant man follows the public opinion. I don't know who that Chinese dude was, but he, was, he knew what he was talking about, right? A wise man makes his own decision. I remember I was raised up in, around people who just made their own decisions. I was raised up in a house grandparents that that made their decision it didn't care if the people next door or down the street what they did one thing I had enough sense I never said well they're doing it down the street because I realized it doesn't matter what they were doing down the street and what they're doing at their house I knew a decision had been made in that house because we want to be wise people. And that's what, the, that's what it says. That a wise man makes his own decision. Ignorant people change by public opinion. The problem with the church today is. Let me, I'm not just talking about talking to people, people who hasn't made a decision. I want to talk to some people who has made a decision. And the problem with the church now that has made a decision. Entire belief systems are going to be changed. Because you don't stand up and stick up to your own decision. Because you understand that a decision that you make, here's the whole thing about a decision. It is a choice that you have made after much consideration. And then you can go on Facebook and put up on Facebook today, March the 14th, 2021. I made a decision to give my heart and life to Jesus Christ. And it will affect my life from this day forward. And not just my life, it's going to affect my children and my children's children. It's going to affect. And it'll take one person not to agree with that decision. And you'll start second guessing your decision. You can watch some, you can, you can make a stand on what you think is right. As far as identity of one man and one woman. Well, I just I see I understand what they're saying up there, but I believe that God made man and gave made woman, and both them he made them, he did. And I believe that. And then let some, some favorite star you see have a commercial on TV somewhere and start talking about, talk, some, some about sexual equality or, or sexual identity equality and you begin to waver on your decision. Because that's how far we just waver back and forth. No, what God says is, is that we got to make a decision and with that decision we got to stand on that decision. Because that decision is the most important thing that you ever make. It's important for us to understand here today that this decision would change your life. It changes your life because all it takes is one single decision and your life will never be the same. But you got to stand on that decision. Choices changes circumstances. And a decision is something that alters the course that your life is heading. Your life could be headed somewhere. But how many know that you can make a decision and that decision will change circumstances? It will change conditions that you're going through. I always use the analogy. I, I did it a while ago that, 
that I can, I mean, a decision, a decision. Just, just make a decision. Maybe you've never been in one of our cars with our, our kids going down the road. Where do you want to eat at? <laughs> oh, my goodness, here you go. Come on, man. How many has ever threatened, I'm going to pull this car on the side of the road and stop until somebody makes a decision? Because it's ultimately going to decide where we're going. Someone's going to make a decision. Now, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit of a complex person. And so I go into a restaurant, and we go in a restaurant. Even my wife knows it, but and my whole team knows it. So we go in there with four or five people. We go in there, and we walk in there. And the, and the hostess says, here's your, here's your table. Everybody else just kind of stops because they're looking at me to see where I'm going to sit because I have to sit at a certain place. I don't particularly want my back to a, to a certain place, and I definitely don't want to sit down in front of a window. There's going to be a glare. I know I probably need medicine, but there's probably is medicine for that, but I just don't take it. If I see the vent, I'm going to move. I don't want to sit by that vent. I don't want to look at the person across from me. All I see is a silhouette because there's a sunshine that's coming through, hitting up the windshield of that car, coming through that glass, and I'm doing like this. I'm not doing it. So I got a decision to make. I can change my circumstance. So sometimes it's just me and my wife. I'm like, I don't like this. This just isn't right. What do you want to do? Well, I just don't know. We'll make a decision because there's a table over there that's not by a window, that's not by a vent, and you can move and go over there just based on one decision. What's your point, Pastor? You can get up in a restaurant and have all of that going on, but you can move from that table to that table and change your entire circumstance. But what have you got to do? Make a decision. Are you going to stay here or are you going to stay there? Decision, decisions changes situations. And if you want your situation change, make a decision about what you're going to do about Jesus. I'm tired of uncertainty. I'm tired of unpeace. I'm tired of, uh, of just of the world being here. I'm, I'm tired of all this stress. I'm tired uh, of not knowing what's going to happen next. Then if you want your circumstance to change, then change it. But you can't change it just by wanting to change. you got to change it by making a decision. And most people will not make a decision about Jesus. They'd rather just complain and whine about their life and put it on Facebook for all the people to comment about. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we can make a decision about a car that we don't like. We don't know if it's going to run or not. But you can go right down the street and make a decision and buy a whole other car and all of a sudden your circumstance has changed. It's all based on decisions. The problem is, is that we don't want to make a decision and we don't make a decision and all it takes to change a situation is to make a decision. Amen? Psalms 25 and verse 12 says this, What man is he that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he chooses. What man that fears the Lord? What does it say is this? This first lets us know that when we honor and love God, he begins to teach us the right paths for our lives. When you honor and love the Lord, what you're saying is, is I made a decision to God. Whenever you make a decision to God, then he 
teaches us in the way in which we should go. Why is that important? Because most of our bad decisions is based on wrong teachers. We have wrong teachers, so we make bad decisions. Well, that ain't what they said. I didn't, I didn't, they didn't agree with that, so I changed everything. But the Bible says that the man who fears the Lord, the Lord is the one who teaches him in the way in which he should go. The fact that I made a decision to him. He says, okay, you made a decision. Have a happy life. Uh Uh-uh. Now that we have made a decision, he says, I'll teach you which way to go. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. But you have to acknowledge him every single day and listen to how he's teaching you. Why isn't God teaching me? I don't hear anything. Make a decision to follow him, and he will. And say, go to church. Then say, carry a Bible. Make a decision that he's your God. And every single day, that's who you're going to serve. That's who, that, that is a decision that you have to make. Every single day, you have to make a decision about God. I didn't say to be saved. Okay, you're saved. The problem is, is you haven't made another decision about God since the first decision you made about him. A person who is shaky, a person who in shaky time wavers only increases the evil in your life. I say a person who is shaky when times waver. How many knows that it's when all hell is breaking loose? It's when you've been through a year of pandemic. It's when the finances get squirrely. It's when everybody's not lined up to pat you on the back. That that is not the time for your decision to be shaky. Because the Bible says when all hell begins to break loose and your decision is shaky, then evil increases in your life. Wanna know why evil increases in your family? Why increases in your with your job? Why increases with the mentality that you have? It's because you waver on whether or not you're gonna stand for what is right and stand for what God says is right. Sometimes when things get shaky, that's when you gotta make sure that you're not gonna waver. You're gonna stand on your decision. The body of Christ, the church, the church of Jesus Christ is right now is in shaky times. You know what the world is waiting for right now? They're waiting to see who the real men and women of God are. And they're the one who's going to stand in the middle of shaky times and say we are not wavering concerning who Jesus is and what he has done for us. You will not have our families. You will not have our children. You will not have our mindset because we are not wavering during shaky times. That's why the world, why isn't God sending revival? Because he will send a revival to those who has made a decision about what you're going to do with Jesus. And when you make a decision on what you're going to do with Jesus, he sends revival because evil does not increase with people who stand firm during shaky times. Oh, heck, everybody's got faith when there's no problems. You don't know how much faith you have until you're in a good fight. Come by here April 4th. Everybody's going to have a lot of faith. It's Easter's. Resurrection Sunday. Everybody's coming. Three services. We have three services in here Sunday. We're going to need every one of them. Might need a fourth. Praise God. Woo! Glory to God. They're going to preach me something. I'm going to need a transfusion when I get done, man. I mean, it's IVs. All kinds of stuff. We're going to need a corner man, man. Just... Yeah, keep throwing water on me. Keep me going. 
We're going to do it. Amen. He's not waiting to see how many people is going to show up on Resurrection Sunday. He's looking for the people who's going to stand up when the times are shaking and nobody is, is patting you on the back and nobody's going to church and nobody's standing up for God and you're the one that's standing up and say, I will not waver my faith just because everybody else is not doing this thing. Revival is not coming. So we can see that the person who has a firm decision can change the world. Everybody that wavers when times get shaky increases evil. Oh, but the church, but the man and woman who stands firm can be world changers. You want to change your world? Don't get shaky when you don't get the, you don't get the answer from the doctor you thought you were going to get. Don't get shaky when your finances isn't lined up the way you thought it was and you started paying your tithes. Don't get shaky when your children start acting squirrely even though you raised them up in the church. Get firm because it's when you stand firm that you can change the universe that is around you. It's when you stand firm. It doesn't matter what's going on outside my world because I know inside of my world I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to hang on because this is what I'm supposed to do. Stop being on a boat, man. I've been on a boat. I've thrown up enough to feed the ocean. Why would somebody want to do this? I got to hold a fishing pole and try to throw up and catch fish all at the same time. I'm feeding the fish. But not one time did I think about, this is my last deep sea fishing experience in case you wonder what I'm channeling right now. Did I think about jumping off the boat? It was a shaky situation, but I held firm to it because I knew things was going to get better pretty soon and it did that's how we do with our faith we hang on to it don't let go don't give up and the world is not waiting for a church to let go because every other liberal out there is losing their complete mind and churches are losing their minds the world the true world the true center is waiting to the manifestations of the real men and women of God who at the end of it is hanging on by faith to the firm foundation and let me tell you something that's the kind of churches that's going to change America what you stand on marriage? What you stand on equality? What you stand on, on, on identity? What you stand on there? It's the same as it was back in 1987, baby. It's the same as it will be. It's the same as it was 35 years ago. It'll be the same. Oh, it ain't as popular today as it was then. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not about to waver during shaky circumstances. I'm here to sun my feet in the preparation of peace and tell you that I've made a decision that's going to change society forever. You don't change it because it's popular. You don't change it because it isn't popular. This decision that you make concerning Jesus Christ isn't about anybody else. It's just about you. I can't tell you one other person that got saved and not I got saved. But I can tell you, it has affected multitudes. Because, see, your decision is personal, but it's not private. My son up here last week preaching the gospel. 
like a man from another world. And I can't help but wonder. Oh, God, I know you're good, and he's, he's, he's confident enough he could have made his own decision. But maybe, could it be that the decision I made 35 years ago is the reason why he's standing in this pulpit with a microphone in one hand and a Bible in the other? Maybe that was the decision that my six-year-old grandson, his son, is in my house the other day talking about the apostle Peter at six years old. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you, if you make one decision, I'm here to tell you, stand firm on that decision. It'll affect generations as a generation as generations. I've had emails and letters, people look at my face, face and tell me to quit. Tell me I'm not who I think I am. But you don't understand. I wore this shirt the last time about five years ago. And I don't need a shirt. If I didn't think I could handle it, I ain't getting a tattoo. But if I would, this is probably what I would get. I have decided. So I just buy a shirt because I'm a wimp. I put a shirt on that says, I have decided. I'm here to tell you right now. I have decided. That's the reason why the devil can't have us. It's because we made a decision. I'm preaching on everything. Y'all check that. I just, did you hear that, Caleb? I just preached on tattoos. You hear that? Okay, it's all right. It's cool. All good things. All good things. Oh, man. Listen to this. Nothing changes until something changes. And something is never going to change until you make a decision about changing some things. You know what I just said? Nothing changes until something changes. You got that? But something is not just going to change until you make a decision about changing something. Insanity is defined this way. Doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. There's a lot of insane people that come to church. Hmm? Pure insanity. Coming here the same way every Sunday morning. And by Monday afternoon, you're doing the same thing you were last week. expect a different result every time you come back to church on Sunday. That's insanity. Nothing ever changes until something changes. And something's not going to change until you make a decision about some things. Some days you got to make a decision that, wait a minute, decision I made means I can't watch that on that computer. I can't react or respond that way. I can't cuss them out just because I want to. I've made a decision. I still got like an hour to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel this in my spirit. 1 John 3 and 8. It says, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the very beginning. For that purpose, the Son of God was manifested 
might defeat the works of the devil. I just feel that right now because we have to understand how we get off this idiot train and start doing things different. The way you defeat the devil is not because you, what was that? It's not how you scream. It's not even how you pray. It's not how you sing. It's not whether or not you follow the Spirit and get up or whatever, what church you go to. The way you defeat the devil is by the only one that was manifested to defeat the devil. That is manifest Jesus. I defeat the devil because I made a decision that Jesus will be manifested in me. I will express who Jesus is. My life is to be the expression. The, the, the whole thing with Jesus. He says, when you've seen the Father, you've seen me. When you've seen the Father, you've seen me. And, and, and the religious people went completely bonkers. He's saying he's God. The oneness people are applauding. I told you, there's just one of them. I told you. He won't do either one. He didn't say he was God, even though he is. He won't preach on oneness. That's all he was doing. He was saying that everything that the Father is, I manifest. Jesus healed the sick because the Father is Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that heals. How do you know he's the God that heals? Because Jesus went about healing all that was oppressed and sick for God was with him. You knew who the Father, he's, 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 he's Jehovah Nisi, he's the God of banners. He's, he's, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God provider. You want to know why? Because Jesus was a standard bearer and he was the one who it, it simplified everything that the Father was. Simply put, everything that Jesus did was a direct representation of who the Father is. So the Father is being manifested through the Son. And the devil's no match to the Father. So how do we defeat the devil? By manifesting who Jesus is in our life. How do we manifest who Jesus is in our life? By making decisions every single day. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It's a decision. Oh, well, I thought I went down through the charismatic church and they said I had to scream real loud until I got good in the horse. Throw some oil come in from Israel and that would take care of the devil. He's still laughing at you. Jesus is yet to be manifested. Manifest Jesus and the devil be defeated every single time. Now here's the deal. I'm about to close, I promise you. I'll jump because I jumped to something else. Here's the other scripture. In Matthew 27. This is really where I got my title from. Then Pilate said to them, Pilate said this, What then shall I do with this Jesus who is called the Christ? He asked this question to the multitudes. 
Here's Barabbas over here and here's Jesus over there. What shall I do with this Jesus called the Christ? See, you understand it's Jesus that in Matthew 4, he was in the garden praying. And he's in the garden praying. And while he's in the garden praying, here comes the devil to tempt him. See, it's the same way that in the very beginning, 4,000 years before that, when Adam and Eve was in the garden, they were in the garden. And God gave them explicit instructions on what he wanted. How many knows as Christians, God has given us explicit, that means simple instructions on what he wants. No, it's the big old thick Bible preacher. We just don't know. Oh, come on. You know what is right and wrong. I got three-year-olds in the nursery right now that knows right and wrong. And I promise you, this group does. You just choose not to obey. So Adam and Eve walked around in the garden. God gave an explicit instruction. It's just this simple. You can have every tree in this place except for that one. And which one do they want? That one. That one won't a problem until the tempter came. And the tempter came, and we're good in here. Oh, yeah. You made a decision for Jesus in here. But before you get to your car and get to that stop sign, the tempter's going to come. You got to make a decision. The tempter came and Eve gave in to it because she wanted the knowledge, of tree, uh, knowledge from the tree of good and evil. And she gave in to it. So she gave in because the tempter. Adam gave in because he was, he was led because of her. See, that's our problems. That's our problem. Either the tempter comes towards us or we allow the opinions of other people to change us. Took care of in the garden. So now we see Jesus shoot all the way up. 4,000 years later, he's in the garden. And the devil says, well, I took care of the first Adam. I'll take care of this Adam too. And he came to Jesus to tempt him. Turn this, turn this bread. Turn these stones into bread. No, it won't do it. Bow down and worship me and I'll give you all of this. I will not do it. Three times he was tempted, but three times Jesus stood on a decision that he had made. See, that's what we have to do. We have to do what to manifest Jesus. No matter what the enemy does, he comes our way. We've got to stand hold to the decision in which we have made. Sorry, buddy. See, the devil, reason, you know, you know reason why he wanted Jesus to come down and worship him? Because the devil always wants the worship that belongs to God. You know the biggest thing you fight during worship in here? Reason why you really want, because it's good. I mean, them youngers out there today, let me tell you something. That's good. I mean, that helps. And it's anointed. And you're trying everything you can. Oh, if I throw my hand up, tears will start flowing down. I might end up out there running around this church. I don't want that. Here's what you're fighting. The enemy says, don't give him worship. Give it to me. Because the devil always wants to worship that belongs to God. That's why he rebelled up in glory. This is all right. I got somewhere to be. We're all right. He was a cherubim angel. Head over the throne room of God. What goes on the throne room of God? Worship. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and still to come. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and still to come. And Isaiah 14 says that the devil got tired of it. He says, I'm tired of you getting all the worship. I want some of the worship. And he says, God says, you shall not get any of the worship. All worship belongs to me. And he cast him down out of heaven. And now here it is thousand years later. He comes to his son Jesus. He says, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the things of this world. And Jesus says, no, you got to understand. I made a decision. I will worship the Lord thy God and him only shall I worship. There's always, it's always a time. I don't care if you're the son of God or you're a child of God that you got to make a decision. Will you give God all the worship or you going to give devil the worship? Decisions. Nobody ever told me that, preacher, but that's the battle. So now here's this Jesus. Here's this Jesus. Oh, I can preach some more about that. We got to get here. So here's Pilate. And he asks us a question. What shall I do with this Jesus who's called the Christ? Some of you has never made a decision about this Jesus concerning the Christ. But today is the day of reckoning and you need to make a decision about this Jesus called the Christ. Next week, we're going to have people that lined up across this stage and they're going to say their name and they're going to tell us what they did concerning this Jesus called the Christ. And we're going to put them in that water and they're going to publicly confess what they've already did inwardly about what they did with this Jesus called the Christ. What they did was, was make a decision that as for them and their house, they're going to serve the Lord from this day forward. And so here's Pilate. Then Pilate said to them, verse 22, What then shall I do with this Jesus who is called the Christ? And they said to him, Let him be crucified. And it persuaded him. Because look at verse 26. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scores Jesus, when he had beat Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. See, the question that you asked came right back on him. Even with me, I can be up here today and ask you, what are you going to do about this Jesus who is the Christ? And I'm telling you, not too many days this week will not pass by that I've got to make a decision on what I have to do about this Jesus who's called the Christ. That's called living with your decision every single day because the tempter is always trying to change you. Come on, everybody stand. So to me, this is what baptism is. If you don't write this down, we'll post this this week. I want us to have the faith God would have us to have so that we can live the life that God would have us to live. That's simple, but it's true. Have the faith that God would have you to have. And if you have the faith that God would have you to have, then you would live.
live the life that God would have you to live. You know what the problem with most Christians is? We don't live the life that God would have us to live because we don't have the faith that God would have us to have. Abraham lived the life that God would have him to live. Watch this. Don't, don't, don't reach for your men quite yet. Watch me. Abraham lived the life that God would have him to live. Well, you know why? Because he had the faith that God wanted him to have. Even when he told him to take his son, his only son, and take him up to that mountain and lay him down on that stone and sacrifice him. He was going to do it because God told him to do it. And when God saw the faith that he had, he lived the life that God wanted him to live. Just because things get tough and things get hard doesn't mean you change your decision. You make a decision, and your decision is based on your faith in God. And your faith is the faith, and the faith in God is the faith that He wants you to have. And your decision, you know what you really decided? Your decision today is saying, I want the blessed life. And see, not everybody wants the blessed life. They want their own life. But God, I want to have the faith that you want me to have so I can live the life that you want me to live. It might not be the most popular. It might not be the one that has the most likes on Facebook. But I'm here to tell you, when it's all said and done, you're going to have a life that God wants you to live because you have the faith that God wants you to have. All based on one decision. Every head bowed and every eye closed. It's decision making time. Maybe you've always been told. Or maybe you've never been told. That sooner or later you got to make a decision concerning this Jesus, which is the Christ. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. And it'll change your entire life. How do you know, preacher? Because I've done it. And I'm living, I'm trying to live the life that God would have me to live. And you too can make that decision today. But I'm not just talking to people who's never made a decision. I'm talking to people who has made a decision and has let go of that decision. Just based because things got too tough. And you didn't realize that you signed up for all this. I'm here to tell you, don't waver when things get stormy. On the count of three, I want to give you an opportunity just to shoot that hand up. Because God is already talking to your heart this morning. And you're going to make a decision concerning what you're going to do with this Jesus. And then tomorrow when you get up, you're going to make every decision based on this decision that you have made for this Jesus, which is called the Christ. So on the count of three, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a decision to turn to Jesus. To make a decision to turn whether you're going to heaven or hell right now. Choose life or choose death. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow, wait for no man. On the count of three, one, two, three. Throw that hand up right now if you want to make a decision for Christ. We said, God bless you. Come on, God bless you. God bless you. Come on, how many people, how many Christians right now that wants to throw up their hand right now and says, I want every single day that I have the faith that, I, that God wants me to have so I can live the life that God wants me to live. Come on, how about everybody in here throwing both hands up? Because that's a sign of surrender. I surrender all this morning. God, we surrender. God, we surrender. We surrender at the fact today, God, that we have made a decision. And decisions no longer. It's not ours, but it's yours, God. God, we surrender.
today, Lord. Oh, God, everything we have, God. We're making a decision today, Lord, that's going to affect our entire life. This is, the, this is more important than what you want to eat lunch today, what kind of car you're going to drive, what kind of shoes you're going to wear. This is a decision that's going to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Come on, with your hands up, both hands up, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I have decided today that I am going to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for calling me and allowing me today to make this decision. And Lord, even though this is a personal decision that only I can make, I receive the fact that it's going to change everything around me. Thank you, Lord, for this day forward. I will serve you as you show me how, as you teach me, Lord, because today you have given me the gift of eternal life, and I will live for you forever as you show me how. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together this morning. We hope you enjoyed this sermon from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate by texting any amount to 84321 or visiting our website, highestpraisechurch.com. If you want to connect with our local church and stay up to date with events, you can fill out a digital connect card, which is also on our website. We'll see you soon.